we're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Welcome to the Catholic Command Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Do that. Yeah. I'll do it again. Yeah. Adam Minahan here, sitting with David Niles. We have Juan on the buttons. Juan is a little injured. Uh, at least he has enough apparatuses to, <laughs> to to make you feel like that he is injured. I have a theory. Okay. That he's faking it to get me to build him a fence, which, if that's what he's doing, it worked. Because <laughs> you're doing it? I already did. Flawlessly. <laughs> so he's actually just fine. Tomorrow, all the slings... Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, if I see him do tomorrow... Do you have, like, two slings going on there, one on one arm? I it's do. A, it's a, a sling and, a, like, a, a compression hole. Oh, the other one's holder. an ice pack. Mm. Okay. He's got an ice pack, and it keeps my arm like this. What a contraption. Okay. Yeah. That is interesting. I wonder if that works. Okay, and then we also have... Uh, Nick Meyer here with us today. Nick, it's great to have you on the Catholic Man Show. Uh, guys, thanks for having me. It's a joy. You are a, you are a focused missionary. You are evangelist pro. Oh. You're head of growth for the Exodus 90 company that hmm. every man it's should know a, about. Who kind listens. of an intimidating title. Oh. Like... Which one? The head of being head of growth. Yeah. Like, what if it doesn't happen? Is it your yeah. fault? <laughs> I get fired. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we have our scapegoat. <laughs> Set up perfectly. Right. Yeah. Honestly, I thought this day would come much sooner. But. <laughs> uh, also, a husband and father of two. Yeah, one, two? one is almost going to be here what, in a couple weeks. Is that uh, right? A couple months. A couple months. A couple months. Yep. Okay. We have a lot of uh, guys who work at Exodus right now that are preg- like their wives are pregnant. And it's like boom, boom. Yeah. Like there's a I lot of I think it's like them. January, February, March. Maybe yeah. Even April. I don't, yeah. There's quite I mean, Exodus, I think you guys like to encourage babies, right? Yeah. We're, we're, we are, we are yeah. pro-life. Pro-life. Yeah. Absolutely. Pro, yeah. what, what would you say in your toasts, David? Uh, oh, to your fecundity. Ah, to your fecundity. It's yes. a very, it's a very fecund place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so, uh. First time in Oklahoma or in Tulsa, guys. This is my first time in Tulsa, and I would say, let's let's be honest. This is really my first time in Oklahoma. Okay, I, I drove through Oklahoma once. Yeah, on that doesn't really a, count. Yeah, yeah, on the way to a seat conference, right? With Focus back in the day. Okay, uh, on a big bus with fifty college students. I don't think we mm. stopped, but we drove through Oklahoma. But I don't really count that. So, yeah, first time. Welcome. It's an honor to be here. Welcome. Thank it's you. Pretty great here, huh? Thank you. I pretty love it great. so yeah. far. He's go, he's going back early in the morning. I mean, it's a whirlwind of a trip. Yeah. You have to come back again for for a little bit longer of a stay. You know, have some barbecue. Yes. Have some bar- stick, you know, go hey. check out Clear Creek Abbey. He's gonna yes. be on our he's gonna be on our wiffle ball team. Yeah. Oh, so I'm awesome. coming back in the summertime. For wiffle ball. Summertime. Uh, Labor Day. Uh, Labor Day. Oh oh Labor Day. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Okay. I love cool. wiffle ball. I want to win so bad. Is this a big tournament? Yeah. I don't know about oh, this. Oh yes. I, remind me after the show. I'll show you pictures. Like, it's like okay. it is. The most epic. If you are a Catholic dad, like the only thing that you want is to win the wiffle ball tournament, like I did last year. You won one. Yes. Oh man. Do you hold it over these guys' heads? Yes. Had a boy. We're gonna make rings. <laughs> Do you already have T-shirts? Yeah. Okay. 
Sorry, David. That's okay. I'll allow it. It's a dose of humility, right? And it's something to strive for mm-hmm. this next year. Yeah. You can practice so through, much. from now to then. Yeah. You know, there's... This thing about being friends with Juan is it always helps your humility. You know, and like, there's also like, the truth will set you free. And I'm just not sure how free we are in this moment. <laughs> I was in the bench of the team. <laughs> and I never played. But I was in the picture, mm-hmm. and I kissed a trophy, he, and David did not. He was, he was on the team. So, hey, if you're on the team, yeah, you're technically the champion still. Yeah, yeah. I just want to like I think a good analogy here would be like Juan in his presentation of the facts, who's like a Protestant. Okay, <laughs> we're over here like the Catholic truth, truth with the fullness of the truth. Okay, mm. it's not like what he said wasn't true. But it lacked a lot, okay? <laughs> Some essential things, you might say. It's just an analogy. Don't worry about it too much. Yeah, don't think too much about yeah. it. Yeah. You haven't been thinking about that for very long, have you? No, it actually just came to me. <laughs> As a lot of things do on the Catholic Man Show. Uh, so, okay, so oh, Nick, um, you tell us a little bit about being a focused missionary. You were at, what is it, was it Ball State? Is that where you were? I was at Ball State for three years. Okay. And then I was at the University of Illinois. Okay. For one year. In Champaign. In Champaign-Urbana. Yeah. That's right. Or Champana, as the locals like to say. Oh, at I like that. That sounds good. As me as a local for that nine months, at least that's what I said. Yeah. Sure, of yeah. course. Yeah. That has a ring to it, Champana. 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 You know, it just rolls off the tongue. The Blind Pig was a great watering hole in downtown Champaign. Okay. Great, great bar. So how'd you get into Focus? Like, did mm. you meet Focus missionaries when you were in college? What, how'd that happen? No, definitely not. There were not focused missionaries on my campus. So okay. I graduated from Bowling Green State University in Ohio. Go Falcons. I Ziggy. Ah! Yeah, there we go. And um, <clears throat> when I graduated there, one of my good friends, she she was working for a year, had her own own little business, cleaning business called Zelly's Cleaning, St. Zelly's nice. Cleaning. Nice, yeah. Because I think she was a patient saint yeah, okay. of cleaning. Okay. okay. For some reason. Who knew? I don't okay. know. Yeah. Uh, anyways, she ended up, after a year leaving that and going to, to be a missionary with this organization called Focus. And she called me and said, yeah, I'm at summer training, you know, learning all about this thing. I'm fundraising my salary. You would love it. And uh, I need to fundraise my salary. Will you support me? Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, yeah, tithing is important. Uh, college was an impactful time for me. I would glad, gladly support you. Uh-huh. So yeah. That's how I first learned about Focus Yeah, was through supporting a missionary. So, yeah, I uh, started there, and another friend from a different university. I, I started my college uh, studies at Ball State University in Indiana, and uh, so I supported two missionaries. And then they had this thing called, well, now many people know about it. It's called SEEK. They have this huge conference. Every, every it's kind year. of a big deal. It's a big deal. Like yep. 15,000, 20,000 college students yeah. are at it. It's huge. Um, and a couple old guys. We'll be there. We'll be You're, there. We'll be there. We'll be there. Yeah, so. a couple old guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so in, in 2010, uh, 2009, they didn't have SEEK. It was just called Focus National Conference. Ooh. And it was in Florida. And so I was teaching at the time. I'd graduated college and I was teaching. And uh, my friend, my friend Laura, uh, shout out to Laura. She was like, hey, you should come. And she just recruited a bunch of, you know, uh, friends, Catholic friends from Ball State, uh, Bowling Green to go with her and the students at University of Kentucky. So we went down to Florida, went to the Fo- Focus National Conference. And uh, from that point, I thought, man, I, I, think, I think I should probably apply to be a missionary. So I did. 
what was your prayer life like at that time? Like, were you like very like in tune or like you know growing in your spiritual life, or was it one of those things that like hit you that like sprung in like sprung your spiritual life? Yeah, I right bef- that year that I was teaching, right before I when I graduated college, I had had a long long time girlfriend. We broke up. Thought she, I thought she was the girl I was going to marry. Yeah, it was like that point in my life where I was like one foot in, one foot in the world, one foot in the world. One foot, you know, trying to follow Christ, mm-hmm. right? And that just kind of tears you apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so after that point in that summer, I was like, that's it, you know? Lord, I said I wanted to follow you. I'm going to do it. So I jumped in. Plus, you probably got paid more <clears throat> as a focused missionary than being a teacher. Oh, than being a teacher? Yeah. Uh, I'm just it, kidding. I think it's it it similar, you know? It's just so a it depends joke. on how, It's a joke. Okay. <laughs> it depends on how good you are at fundraising. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyways, you know, going into being a, a missionary, I had put myself on a dating fast already. I okay. got a spiritual director. I was, you know, I was praying a half hour. I'm on a dating fast day. right now. Are you? Not really. I mean, For life? It's weird to say it. Never mind. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> Anyways. That joke was not headed in a good go- direction. Yeah. It was a bad... <laughs> we'll cut you off. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Going going into focus, I was on a good, I was on a, like a good spiritual path already because okay. I had, I'd started that journey the summer before. Are you a cradle Catholic? Cradle Catholic, born and raised. Uh-huh. Yeah. Born and raised, a family of six kids. We grew up a mile down the road from a country, small country parish. Nice. And um, yeah, faith was always important, primary. Uh, I didn't. I don't think I really knew that growing up. You know, I, we prayed before meals. We would say bedtime prayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would. We'd never miss mass on Sunday. We always had to dress up. And uh, when we had, vacation was uh, was camping. That's that's just what we did mm-hmm. as a family growing uh-huh. up. Yeah. And we tent, tent, tent camped. Oh, yeah. So we, but we always had to take church clothes, slacks, dress yeah. shirt, yeah. you know, nice shoes. Uh, so mass is always a priority. But maybe we would pray the rosary every once in a while as a family. But uh-huh. outside of that, it was, you know, we weren't, it wasn't a Bible study. It wasn't, you know, anything sure. special. I yeah. I mean, say. you were a Catholic kid in the 90s. That's right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But I, I am always fascinated and intrigued by people like either who joined Focus or just who, have like want to be a missionary, okay? Mm. Um, I'm you know I'm raised I was raised Catholic. My faith was more and less important to me at different parts of my life, but I've never felt like I want to like drop what I'm doing, go somewhere, you mm. know? Like, mm-hmm. um, so had you was that like a desire you had had throughout your life, or was it just kind of God put it in your life at that point? What happened? I definitely never wanted to be a missionary. Okay. I never thought, man, that sounds so awesome, yeah. adventurous. I want to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I wasn't even looking for it. And it, this was like, I was good. I was good at that time. I liked teaching. Um, it's what I'd studied. It's what I'd pre- pre- prepared for. And uh, it just God kind of put it in my life at that point in time mm-hmm. uh, through the example of other people that I saw. And I just kind of felt a, a little bit of that tug, at least to go explore it. One of the things that I really struggled with for a long time in kind of my young years um, in college and right after college was this idea of discernment and knowing what to do. Yeah. And and there was just so much of the um, uncertainty. Very elusive sometimes. Right. Discerning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, so when we get back, I want to ask you about like what, like how focus helped prepare you be a disciple like, and to, to evangelize and go out and, and you know, baptize all nations and them uh, to Christ yeah. and how that helped you kind of helped you even to, to what you're doing today sounds great all right. love it we'll be right back
Hey guys, this is Nick with Exodus. And I want to invite you to consider joining us for a 90-day spiritual exercise, which you may have heard of before. It's called Exodus 90. And if you've ever thought, man, I, uh, I really am on my phone a lot. Or, man, I probably take work too seriously. Or, I drink a lot. Or and maybe there's a lot of other things that you think like, man, I should probably cut back on that. I'm not very present, you know, to my family, to my wife, even at the end of the workday. I want to invite you to come check out Exodus 90. Go to startmyexodus.com. We start January 1st. And this is really all about growing in your faith, growing your prayer life, and be more present to those around you so that you can become the man that God has created you to be. Startmyexodus.com. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles with Adam Minahan. Special guest Nick Meyer here with us. Product of Focus, Exodus, and his parents. And my parents. Thank you, Jane and Jeff. Thanks for being here, Nick. And you know what? Let's raise a toast to Jane and Jeff. To hey. your health and your fecundity, Jane and Jeff. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Past, present, and future. God, God is outside of time. Thank mm-hmm. God is outside of time. There's all kinds of fecundity, guys. Yeah. All right? There's spiritual fecundity. Mm-hmm. There's physical fecundity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, what I want to know is, how many times a day do you try to say fecundity? Well, or uh, a version of it. You know, it's like, you got to be, you got to be selective. Okay, you doesn't seem so. It's situational. There's not, there's not. It's, it got to be situational. When you're in the situation, I say hit it hard. Yeah, with, just go with all the in. fecundity. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. What are we drinking? I want to make sure to mention the whiskey we're drinking today. Yeah. We're drinking High West whiskey, mm-hmm. which we've had High West. We've had other uh, bottles. Uh-huh. I have really loved everything from High West. Uh-huh. Uh, Adam, you picked this up somewhere. I don't actually see it very often. It's is it, I think it's kind of hard to find around here. Well, it does say limited supply. Yeah, but, well, this one says limited <laughs> supply, but I don't think they all say limited no, supply. They don't. Um, this is the high country mm-hmm. version mm-hmm. bottle. Um, this is super, super good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. It's, it's got good. that classic bourbon sweetness to it, mm-hmm. right? But it's, it's just. It's I, smooth. Ugh. Yeah, and I find that uh, most high, the High West whiskeys have this like. A peppercorn ending to it, like the finish. It seems like they all have this like kind of strong peppercorn. Do you get finish. that on this one? Uh, I do. Uh, yeah, I okay. do. It's not as as uh, prominent as a lot of the other ones, but you can still tell it has this signature. Okay. Like to me, yeah, uh, High West has a signature, like yeah. kind of not bite mm. but a, aggressiveness at the end. Mm. They're like it's smooth yeah. but aggressive. It's a deep burn. It's a deep burn. Yeah, yeah. almost like a deep track. Yeah, I mean, I like a whiskey with with just like with a raw edge, a little bit of a raw edge, you know, mm. refined but aggressive. Right. So anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh, so, it High West does it. tend to be a little bit more exp- on the expensive side, as I recall, for, uh, a, bourbon. for a bourbon. Yeah. yeah. Like, how much is this? Like eighty bucks? Um, I don't remember exactly. Okay. So yeah, I don't think I've ever seen one less than fifty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is that with that track? Yeah, that, oh, so. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, also, before we get, before we keep going, okay, we're going to Poland. Yes, we and are. We, and we no want, way. You want to go with us, Nick? I love Poland. Have you been? Yeah. Oh, Favorite man. part of Poland. Oh, man. We're going there. Favorite part. I love I loved the mountains. Z- Zakopane. Okay. In the okay. south. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a beautiful shrine there as well, like in the foothills of the mountains. So I've heard, talked to several people who have told me, 
of all the places they've been, Poland was their favorite and the one place and the place they would want to go back yeah. the most. Krakow's beautiful. Uh, I mean, there's a Catholic church every stone's throw, mm-hmm. you know, a good stone's throw, but you know, uh, it's beautiful. I mean, yeah, yeah, JP2's hometown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. My in laws were there a couple years ago during Easter, and they were there at the shrine of Our Lady of Chestachova. Mm-hmm. And Buses of school children were showing up, mm-hmm. and so they asked what was going on, and they said, "Oh, well, these are the public school kids, and it's just they're re- getting ready for finals next week." And so mm. the schools—it's just what you do in Poland. Yeah. You make a pilgrimage to Our Lady of Chestachowa so that you can do well on your finals. Mm, that's it's crazy. just like yeah. what? It's like a mind, like what a beautiful, just blowing my mind. It's yeah. like, can you imagine oh, doing yeah. that? In, like that. as if, yeah. hey, how many lawsuits would we have here in America? <laughs> If we like, well, obviously we're, it's like mandatory. We're all going to go pray. You will pray. If you want to do well in your finals, <laughs> you better get on your knees and pray to our lady. You know, like zero chance here in Tulsa or here in uh, o- o- America. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all of those, all, all of those, those things, all of those it's things. All true. Yeah. Yeah. It's all true. Anyway. Yeah. The, one of the other really cool things I, I heard about, I actually haven't looked this up, but <clears throat> we went in 2019, I think it was 2019 because my wife has family that's still in Poland. Oh, okay. D- awesome. Distant, distant. Okay, you sure. know, but Very still cool. there. And so we went. We went. You know, met this whole family. Um, went to this, you know, kind of homestead where her grandfather, you know, his parents, you know, were from east of Warsaw in this small little town and village. And uh, I mean, it was awesome. But anyways, they were telling us about this pilgrimage that happens to Our Lady of Czestochowa, where people walk from the all over the country, and they converge upon Our Lady Chestahova. I can't remember the time period, but it was just like, hmm. that concept is just beautiful because they just pick up people all along the way, right? If you're coming from, I think I think it's pronounced Gdansk. <laughs> it's, a, it's a town, it's a city in the very, very north hmm. part of it, and they just pilgrimage and walk all the way to Our Lady Chestahova. Like, just wow. the faith and the wow. beauty of that. Uh, yeah, just inspiring. So we're going. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. Uh, when? When are you going? Uh, this spring. Yeah, so we nice. will be there Easter week. Yes. Man. We'll be there on Divine Mercy Sunday. Ah. Ground zero mm-hmm. for Divine Mercy Sunday. Which yeah. is also a great place to be. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, go to selectinternationaltours.com slash Catholic Man Show. Yes. You can look at the itinerary. And all the, all we, the things. We want you to go. Yeah, you should go. If you're if you're considering go. Yeah. It's beautiful. And Under, like, highly underrated. Poland's highly underrated. Yes, right? Uh we're talking about evangelization, and really, I think pilgrimages, I don't think, in the discussion, they don't get brought in, mm-hmm. but making a pilgrimage actually can be incredibly good for mm-hmm. your evangelization. Uh, and Adam, you had a good question for Nick, and we'll, I want to get to it in just a second, but it, what, what it has done, and just my own limited experience of making pilgrim, pilgrimages, is it gives you really interesting things to talk about mm-hmm. surrounding the faith. So, you know, when you encounter somebody who's, you know, not Catholic or whatever, uh, you can, it's like, hey, well, you know, one time I went to Rome or one time, let me tell you about this. And you don't have to say like, oh, the Catholic Church, the Catholic mm-hmm. Church. You know, you can talk about the beauty and tradition and history that the Catholic Church is inextricably a part of. And it has a way of just weaving, you know, when you can kind of have these mm. things to talk about. The evangelization just like subtly is woven into mm. everything that your conversation. Mm. Yeah. Do you think there's something also to do with the actual like 
physical movement of that. So like, you know, people talk a lot about the Camino de Santiago, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but when you go on pilgrimage as well, it's like you're going to a place, there's there's a certain experience because you're moving and you're somewhere different and you're walking in the footsteps of somebody, some other place. Uh, I, I wonder if there's some sort of tie just in our, yeah, the way God made us and wired us. Because what did Jesus do? All the time. He walked, mm-hmm. yeah. Right? And what did the Jews do every year? Well, they would... Pilgrimage, yeah. Pilgrimage mm-hmm. to Jerusalem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and so I think there's something really, you know, innate within us that, that we're built yeah, for that. That's a really good point. I haven't thought about that, but well, there is a cost for, for moving, like traveling. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you're sitting in a car all day, and like, and you're in a long road trip, when you get there, you're exhausted, Right, you have literally done like even if you're just in the back seat, you haven't you've done nothing. There's zero reason for you to be tired or worn out, right? Mm-hmm. But there's just there is a cost. That's the only way I, I can put it, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that if you're paying a toll, like for a pilgrimage, I don't know. There's something. There's something. There's there. something. There. There's something. There's there. something. There. There. I'll ha- We'll think about. Let that. me get back with you. <laughs> well, I mean, we are body soul composites, right? So we yeah. th- we we come to the fullness of reality when both our physical and our spiritual are engaged. Mm. So yeah, plus metaphysics. You yeah, know. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but so my question was before before the break, Nick was we were trying to figure out, uh, you know, how focus helped you uh, in your in, in evangelization and like what their tactics were, like what you picked up from them, and what you're able to utilize moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, well, I will say, uh, thanks be to God for focus and the formation that they they gave me. It was huge and so helpful, not only just in the head knowledge, but in just some practical um, ways of just encountering people. I think it was through focus that I, I most fully recognized that evangelization is relationship. Discipleship is relationship more than anything. And, you know, what do we see? Christ doing in the Gospels that we should imitate, that St. Paul talks about, imitate me as I imitate Christ, is where did he go? He went He went and ate with sinners and tax collectors and just went and spent time with people, right? Mm-hmm. He uh, spent three years walking around <laughs> Israel, not very far, um, just engaging in relationship mm-hmm. with these people, with these guys. And I think that's what, that's what I learned in Focus so much so is like when I was on campus, we just meant to befriend, get to know people, and invest in them, and to just love them where they are, um, and then just walk with them. So, What were some of the things that you learned what not to, what were not effective? Like, the, the title of the episode is like, How to Evangelize Without Being Weird, right? And so, like, uh, you, you encounter people all the time who, it's hard. When you, when you, when you uh, find something that you love, you want to share it. Right, like mm-hmm. you can't help. It becomes intoxicating. Like I, I just can't help but to share it with you. Mm-hmm. Like if I, whether it's a, a movie that I saw this weekend, I want to share it with you. You know, on Monday, or mm-hmm. if it's uh, somebody that you've you know encountered or fallen in love with. Like I just can't. I, I want to share like my my relationship with that person. You know, mm-hmm. with you. And so like um, that is very easy to like the desire to share and to just like dump out. Like I can't believe all of these things. Mm-hmm. But there's also like this time and place. Right, like you have to be. You can't just do that because what ends up happening is you come off weird. You yeah. know, like it just yeah. like it just is weird to do. Um, and so, like, what were your, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, 
so just an example, like I, I spent a lot of time playing a lot of basketball. Okay. At Ball State when I was a missionary there. And uh, I, would, I would play basically the same times throughout the week. I would go and I would encounter the same guys. And you just get to know each other. You just start playing. And then uh, oftentimes they would inevitably say, hey, what, what are you studying? Or, hey, are you a student? <laughs> and I would say, no, I'm not actually. And it would just be kind of a natural progression into the conversation and, and sharing the faith. And I actually built a Bible study off of playing basketball with guys. Okay, so, yeah, so building foundations, like understanding, like building something, uh, having common ground, and yep. then building upon that. Yeah, yep, yep, exactly. Okay, yep. cool. Uh, we'll be right back here on the Catholic Man Show. Do you feel like God is calling you to go on a pilgrimage? Well, for the last 34 years, Select International Tours has been leading pilgrimages to holy sites all over the world. And you want when you go on pilgrimages, Dave, you want to make sure you have the great the best hotels, you're touring with the best guides, and every detail has been addressed. And that's exactly what you're getting with Select International Tours. So for more information, go to their brand new website, selectinternationaltours.com. They have been a sponsor of the Catholic Man Show for a long time now. Even during the COVID pandemic, they were still sponsoring our show. A lot of other tour companies were really shutting down. These guys were consistent. So go to selectinternationaltours.com to find out more information about all the great pilgrimages they offer all over the world. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Bro, it's the third one. Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to bring us in. <laughs> You're right. We've done this for seven years. Like, on the third uh, one, I always I always bring us in. You know what? I think I've done this before. But I think only, like, two, maybe two or three times. Maybe twice. Yeah. <laughs> in the seven years. I mean, seven years. Like, I feel like it's a pretty good track record. I don't know if you've ever done it, though. <laughs> yeah. You may have done it once, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't think anyway, uh, you know what? You go ahead. You go. You do it now. Okay. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. <laughs> uh, okay. So we're here with we're here with Nick Meyer. He is uh, the head of growth of Exodus ninety, and uh, we were talking about his experience through focus and evangelizing and falling in love with our Lord and how to be able to share that love that you have with our Lord with others without being weird. Mm. That's kind of where we are. Mm. Yeah. And so uh, before the break, you were talking about how you you were playing basketball a lot. Uh, when you're at, uh, at Focus, and you kind of built that rapport with the guys, like just, mm-hmm. you know, just hanging out, having, you know, having fun, having leisure, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of naturally gave you the opportunity, the window in of like, hey, who are you? What are you about? Yeah. Yeah, it's building trust more than anything, right? It's just like in anybody you meet and you, you just invite them to do something that you love to do, or you just go and do things that you love to do, and you meet people there. Mm-hmm. And you just be curious, you know, about, yeah. about them and about their lives. And um, I, I think that's so much, that's so important at the heart of evangelization is like the Lord, you know, gives you desires and gives you gifts and gives you abilities um, to go and to use those things. And, um, you know, I wouldn't say basketball is necessarily one of those things, but it's like something that you enjoy doing. I mean, you're 6'3". I, I am 6'3". You say like, you know? I'll, I'd pick you on my basketball team. (laughs) You look agile. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, we often would just say, you know, just do the things you're doing and invite people into it. Like, do Mm, the things you love to do and invite them into it. So it's like, you know, uh, David, I just learned you you had a couple cows, you're going to get a couple pigs, you've got Mm -hmm. a garden. You know, you meet somebody, just, hey, you know, 
invite them over to yeah do, do those things oh you like to garden too man what do you do right like how do you do it this mm-hmm. is what i've tried to do and i have a problem with that like you know I, I just think there's such a we overthink it and we overcomplicate it which makes it weird yeah i think one of the problems that someone might run into is they say i'm gonna go out and between two and four o'clock i'm gonna evangelize right 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 okay that i guarantee you is gonna be a disaster okay yeah because yeah, what what does that mean? You know, like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to try to have a conversation with someone about Jesus, you know, and okay, this is a good goal, but if you just go up to someone and say, like, I'd like to talk to you about Jesus, like, they are going to run for the, they're going to do one of a few things. Are they going to run or they're going to like, wep- they're going to get out their own guns because like, maybe they're like, all right. Let's do, you know, and now all of a sudden it's turned into like a game or a debate or it's like, mm-hmm. there's no evangelization that's going to take place. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to work. Yeah. yeah. And that's not to say that the spirit might not move you to go have a conversation with somebody. Right. Certainly. But that's the difference, you know, between planning and being open. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Um, it, but at the root of all, any of this is you have to have a relationship with our Lord and you have to have a prayer life. Totally. And a consistent prayer life. And, you know, if it's, right, Elijah and Elisha, right, in, in the Old Testament, you know, he hears that, hears that voice calling him. He's like, ah, I don't know, is that, you know, but then eventually he says, here I am, Lord, send me. And how can we move into that disposition in a relationship with our Lord to, to, to operate out of that and to listen to him and move at the prompting of the Spirit mm-hmm. with him? And, and then sometimes, you're, you know, I've been in times when it's like, yeah, I kind of feel like I should go talk to that person. But I don't, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't really want to do that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but that's where a little bit of courage and, you know, I've had many like, times do that. where I, the situation is now over, and then I say, oh, yeah, I missed, missed it. it. I <clears throat> wish I. Had, why didn't I say this or like, mm-hmm. you know? And I kind of like play it back in my head, and I realize the Holy Spirit was whispering like. Because the thought, I had the thought, Mm -hmm. and I just didn't say it and didn't realize that, like, this conversation was coming to an end, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just, I've had so many failures in that way. Uh, You know, I didn't intend, I didn't intend to fail so, so badly, but that's just the way it went. Yeah. Yeah, Nick, I'm so glad you said that about, uh, about courage, like, because I'd be interested in your thoughts on, on, you know, courage or fortitude and the fear of being rejected. Mm. Because uh, I mean, I think that's that's the lack of courage, right? E- uh, either you're you don't want to do it because you don't want to be weird, or like, or, or the fear of rejection. Yep. How does that play? Like, how do you combat that? Man, that's so huge. Um, I will say uh, that was a big, huge hurdle for me because I don't know about you guys. I like to be liked. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to be seen weird and rejection. Like, yeah, it's a hard thing. It can be a very hard thing. I, I think combating it is. Um, Understanding who's who, who, who I am, and whose I am. Hmm. So, where where do I find? Where is my identity rooted? And what is being asked of me? And if somebody says no to an invitation, again, part of this is the approach, right? Like, mm-hmm. how am I approaching somebody? What am I saying? And and then if they say no, is it? Are they rejecting me? Are they saying they don't like me? And and even if they did, should it matter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, why would it matter? Because uh, I think it's a question of we all want to be liked. We all want to be loved. 
uh, and that's not a bad thing, but it's whose love do I really need, you know, in my life? Um, not that I wouldn't want it from everybody, but it's initially right at the root. It's rooted in the Father, it's rooted in our Lord, and it's in in those you know closest to us in our life. And then beyond that, you know, yeah, because our, the love that we desire is from the is for the infinite. That's right. Right. And so if we try to put our trust in the finite, we will never be satisfied. Never. And so it's always only in God who is the infinite that can satisfy our the yearning and the love that we that we desire. That's right. And so when we put our trust in in in, in men or women, you know, in de- the desire for them to like us and love us and we want that and we which is a good thing because we de- we are made for communion. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, even in, you know, we're part of the mystical body of Christ. We actually need one another to to grow in holiness. But if we have the, a disordered love of of desiring their love over over our Lord, mm-hmm. then it will never <clears throat> satisfy us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I'm placing their approval over what the Lord is asking me to do, then then that's the disorder, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it, it just takes a little bit of, it's just that recognition uh, of that, and, and even just knowing thyself, right? Like I think St. Augustine would talk about that, mm-hmm. you know, know thyself, and yet yeah, Lord, reveal to me the things that I don't know about myself yet, mm. and and help to move me towards that. To, to the fulfillment of how you made me to be and who you made me to be so I can fully, so I can live in freedom, mm-hmm. you know, within your will in my life. I think another element of, that makes rejection difficult is when we don't have a, an ordered way of measuring success. Mm. Okay, you know, like, what, and measuring success in evangelization, it, there's a temptation to measure it in responses to right. invitations. <clears throat> how do you... How do you manage that, like, in your own life, just evangelism? Yeah, you, know? I mean, you call thousands of men every year, mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, to, to talk about Exodus 90, to, to check up, even just to check on them, just to see, how are you doing? What can I, how can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, how do you temper that, how, you know, success rate? Because that's got to be tough, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Cause like, because if you invite somebody and they say no, yeah. like, does that mean you? Is that a failure? Right? Do you put that in the failed column? You know, like what do you do? How do you me- how do you measure it? <laughs> because you could end up saying like, oh, they said no, but you planted that seed, and then the next year when you call them and invite them, that mm-hmm. seed has matured. Or, or maybe when somebody else comes to them and invites them, right? Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, they said no, but it, they thought about. It. You don't know what happens in their mind and in their heart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's really hard to equate, right? Like, you know, evangelization, I think in the church, it's so hard to measure success, you know, because we think about it in worldly terms, mm-hmm. like you guys just talked about. And and it's not like we shouldn't measure things, right? We want to see if we're being effective. We want to see if, right. you know, what we're doing is efficient mm-hmm. and uh, the best, but, or if there's a ways that we could just talk about things differently or better, yeah. right, mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, we want to be effective. Absolutely, but... It's, it's not about that. Like you said, it's about, am I being faithful? Am I, am I doing what the Lord has asked me to do? Um, which is to witness to him and to his love and his desire that all men might be saved. Hmm. And, and I can't measure that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not possible to do that. But can I, can I go and till the soil? Can I go plant seeds? And then can I pray that the Lord will come and, you know, make things grow? We'll water it. And then 
he'll send har- you know, send laborers to harvest it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a whole lot of that that I can't control. Yeah, which is most actually most of it. Yeah, the thing that I can do is be faithful and to go and do what he's asked me to do to go and share. Um, so it's really hard. I don't yeah. know. I, I heard this one. I heard there was a saint one time that yeah. said something about um, you know. But it, what did she say? Saint Mother Teresa said. Or is supposed to have supposed yeah. to have said right. We always have to say that about saints. Right. Supposedly allegedly. said, allegedly. allegedly said, God doesn't ask us to be successful. successful. He asks us to be faithful. That's right. And whether she said it or not, there's a lot of truth in that. Yeah, it's it's one of those quotes that people will sometimes use as an excuse, right, for their like, oh, why isn't this working? You know, this is like a this is a topic where it's like you have to make sure to say both sides of the coin, right? Yeah. Um. Like mm-hmm. what I was saying earlier about, hey, if I'm going to just go out and schedule, I'm going to go out and talk to this person for the next two hours. So I'm going to like talk to someone about Christ. That's not going to work. But at the same time, you have to be ready to like bring home the charisma oh, yeah. when the moment comes. Like if you if you don't if you have the attitude on the other side, it's like, no, I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna be weird. I'm not gonna tell him just like Jesus loves you and that he died for your sins, bro, and you need to be in his church. Because that would be a weird thing to say. Because sometimes it's exactly what you need to say. Right. You know, like yeah. the moment happens. Sometimes there's a boldness that needs to be. Yeah. Yep. And so you have to It's a both and God's so virtuous. Yeah. It's like the middle road. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Turn into the Catholic David Show. <laughs> all these introductions. Thanks for being here today, Adam. I appreciate you inviting me on. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about evangelizing, right? There at the end of the last segment, I was talking about there's you know there's two sides of the coin, and you have to be sort of nimble and agile between. Uh, I, I mean. It can I can easily see why someone could be overwhelmed about this is like one of those moments in discernment where it's like, oh, did I say exactly the thing the Lord wanted me to? Maybe, maybe he wanted me to be more this or more of that, you know? And like you can really get wrapped around the axle in like trying to perfectly do God's will mm-hmm. and like just like the fact that I am the worst and like terrible. Mm-hmm. So when you're dealing with these competing forces, both which are good, right? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you handle that, knowing and plotting out a course? Because mm. often it's on the fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, try, I don't know anything I mean, other than try a little bit of trial and error because you have to do it to have a feel for it. Yeah, as well, right? It's like you don't the best the best at anything. Mm-hmm. They don't become the best at anything just by reading about it and thinking about it and listening to people talk about it. Yeah, I actually have to go do it, mm-hmm. and that means you're going to fail. Or you're going to, like, think you fail. But, you know, or you might say something wrong. You might make somebody angry. But it's like, okay, Lord, then then what do you do afterwards? Yeah. And I always, for me, it's always like, okay, Lord, like, they're your beloved son or daughter. I'm going to pray for them. And hope that my mistakes or the things that I've said um, didn't hinder, don't hinder them, but somehow you turn it into good. And how does, like, your own prayer life and practicing listening? Because for me, that's... It's like a big thing. It's like, oh, I didn't realize that was the Holy Spirit. But then the more like growing my own prayer life, mm-hmm. I think I, I think and I hope that I am becoming better at recognizing 
You're more in tune. And more in mm-hmm. tune, right? That when the Holy Spirit makes a... Because, you know, you might have a thought. Sometimes it's hard to... It's like, oh, was that just a thought I had? Or was that the Holy Spirit, right? And I think that I'm getting better at, at discerning that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how is your, your prayer life important? I mean... In those moments. Yeah, it's... It's critical, but I don't always get it right either, you know. But it's like the the more, the more. I don't want to say the more time that we spend, but it's like the more consistent we are, um, in in committing time with the Lord. Right? It's relationship. Right? Like this is what it is. The more time you spend with someone, yeah, the more you get to know them, uh, and you get to know their, you know, their mannerisms, <laughs> right? Their quirks, yeah, mm-hmm. their habits. You know, within that, and that's a, so much true with with the Lord as well. And so, like, what does that actually mean? It's like, do I just well, I I need to read the scriptures, right? Because like, that's how God God has revealed Himself to us through the scriptures. We're, we know that, so I got to spend time with Him there, and I have to allow Him to reveal Himself to me through through the scriptures to teach me how He's worked, how His Spirit has worked, you know, in the New Testament and the apostles. Um, and, you, you know, you can look at the lives of the saints and how that's manifested as well, mm-hmm. you know, how they moved and how they listened and how they reacted. And and then it comes back to, okay, Lord, but you made me a, a particular way. How are you going to operate within me? Mm. What are the gifts that you have given me? I always think about, you know, what, what, what do we learn in bapt- you know, from our baptism and uh, confirmation? Oh, we're giving gifts from the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Do we actually ever stop and think about those? Like right. what those might be for me? Yeah. Or are those just like dusty boxes sitting in the back, you know, all closed <laughs> up that I've never opened up? That's I'm afraid I'm afraid to answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, I, I'm afraid to answer that question yeah. oftentimes, but it's like, gosh, I should probably like, what are the gifts of the spirit? What might I have? Right. And let me go take a look at that. And what are my specialties? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because you have you have some. Absolutely. Yeah. I like how you make the you made the distinction too between uh, time and being consistent. Mm, yeah, I also like because that. I thought I thought that's really because a lot of times, especially in just the way I operate, is like okay, I try to be transactional a lot of times. Like mm. okay, I I put this in, I expect this in return. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, uh, I mean, I think we can fall into the trap of I'm panicking. I don't know how to handle things. I don't know what to do in my life. I'm going to go to the Lord. I'm going to spend eight hours. I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy some I'm grace. Buy, you know, I'm going to spend eight <laughs> hours in front of the blessed sacrament. So that way I can figure something out yeah. while that is not like, you should definitely spend time with him. Like go to him. Mm-hmm. He, he welcomes you with open arms. You should go to him, mm-hmm. but there's a difference between that mind frame and just being consistent in prayer. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to like just the importance of consistency there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was, taught this right out of college actually the, the first time I was like really learning a prayer life and I had a good spiritual director and he was like no matter how you feel every day get up a half hour early and and pray for a half hour every day and he taught me Lexio Divina and you know how to journal and do that and that was the most fruitful year of my life learning how to do that and it it wasn't necessarily that it was 5.30 in the morning it wasn't the half hour I, I don't believe this, right, in my experience over time. It was just the fact that he said, no matter how tired you are, it doesn't matter what time you go to bed, commit to doing it and get up and do it and be there mm-hmm. and show up. You made an appointment, show up for the appointment and be there. So I think, like, the Lord honors, like, he 
he honors that choice and he wants to bless that and he wants to he wants to bless that in your life and so i think that consistency in that time has fluctuated throughout throughout my life right it's like you know, it's been 30 minutes and then as i grew it became an hour and then uh you know early in my my marriage and fatherhood years it was like 20 minutes yeah. right. a day yeah but it goes down. It yeah, goes down. There, you know, you get married, start having kids. It goes down. But it's like, <laughs> how, can I just can I still be c- consistent? Right. With that, can I still give it? And the, the right, like, and it, it goes down. Rightfully so. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. it's part just it's part of having an right. ordered life. Your your vocation has different requirements of yeah. you. But the yeah. oak tree doesn't grow overnight, right? That's it, right. The acorn doesn't turn into an oak tree overnight. That's right. And yeah. this is like the, the virtuous life, right? It's like. This is how, what you're called to do, regardless of how you're feeling about it. Like, mm-hmm. you've made this commitment to live the Christian life. So what is the Christian life? And whether you feel like doing it or not, you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you mentioned some of the saints. Just think about some of the saints who were masters of evangelization. Okay, I think people like St. Benedict, who was trying to, like, just be left alone, Okay, and was he just was a people were flocking to him, Mm. and he was this source of evangelization from the wilderness. Okay, and it wasn't because, like, and there's other examples, and it's not because these people are monks. Okay, if you become a monk, that does not make that does not mean you're going to be good at evangelization. It's because of their prayer life. Mm -hmm. It's because it's because of what they had to give. The exact opposite is Saint Paul. Saint Paul's the exact opposite. He kept going to places. Trying to evangelize mm-hmm. and was like kept getting like he was pretty he was pretty successful though in general. But he also was like getting turned down a <laughs> he also lot. Got, he also got like killed once. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, like you know, and like shipwrecked and like you know, like like you know, he got like a lot of uh, turmoil, yeah. like a lot of yeah. turmoil in his life, right? So like there are both sides of that coin as well, right? But once again, like uh, Saint Francis Xavier, you know, it's not because he was a priest or a monk that made him so effective at evangelization. It's because he knew and had, he had Christ to give, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like he had him readily available because he knew him and, and like, oh, let me tell you, right? It, mm-hmm. That's, I think, I, I would like, I think this is kind of a softball question, but I want you to expand mm-hmm. on it. Like, I like softball questions. Yeah. I love it. Like, oh, sweet. Wow. Yeah. Good. Oh, you tee it up for me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I feel a home run. Um, yeah. But, you know, like telling your story, that's the, like, that's what you do. In evangelist, say, I don't have to like tell you the tenets of the faith, mm-hmm. right? I mean, do you have? Just t- there you go. There's the softball question. Take yeah. it from there. Yeah. What was the question? Yeah, Telling was, your story, like, hey, this is what Christ means to me. How important is it to yeah. tell your story? Yeah. How important is it to tell, to tell your, your testimony? Story? Yeah. Paramount. Paramount. Oh I mean, gosh. Yeah. It's the mountaintop experience. Paramount. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that is essential because your encounter with him, your experience with him, well, that's compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's no f- facts that you're reading. And no about. one's going to say you're wrong. Yeah, nobody can say it's that. Your experience, absolutely. Yeah, and so, yeah, you got to learn your story. We we used to talk about like, hey, can you give your elevator? You know, can you give your elevator testimony? Mm-hmm. Can you give your three minute testimony? And then you can give your longer one. Mm-hmm. Do you know it? Like, can you tell your story? Because I, I think sometimes we don't even think about it, right? Like, you know, really faithful. You know, really, if you're really faithful and you do pray and you you're really striving to grow in your faith, do you look back and see how God has shown up in your life, and, and really kind of thought that or ever wrote that down, even just as bullet points? Mm-hmm. This is where the Lord showed up. 
This is mm-hmm. where the Lord showed up. This is where the Lord showed up. And here's what happened at that point. Gosh, this time I really, I, man, that was a huge pivotal moment. Uh, a crossroads, some might say, or a fork in the road where I decided, man, Lord, I'm going to follow you all in. So it's kind of like, I just don't think people st- step back and think about how the Lord has interacted in their life mm-hmm. um, and then put it together to be able to t- tell people. Yeah, I mean, I think if I asked you, you know, like, hey, what do you love about your wife? I mean, you could go it through the litany of things in which you love about your wife, right? Mm-hmm. And like, it wouldn't be very and how hard it to started. Do. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I mean, you could give like a long tail and the pivotal yeah. moments of when you realize, like, oh, I like her, to I love her, that I want to marry right. her. Like, you could you could mm-hmm. tell the whole story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell an abbreviated story. You can tell a long story about it. Mm-hmm. But that's the same way with, with with the relationship with Christ, right? right it's like, right. Um, so okay, so we've talked about a little bit of prayer. We've talked about like the importance of of, of community, the importance of like having people around you to build the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's talk maybe a little bit about obviously Excess Ninety because this is uh, you know this is where you work, this is where I work. Okay, so we're going to be out of time on the radio <laughs> on Catholic Radio, but this is a great uh, teaser for going to Catholic uh, the Catholic and check out our podcast because there's going to be questions about Excess Ninety, and then I'm going to ask you we're going to ask you like some of the questions that you always get about Excess Ninety yes. and how you 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 respond to them. Okay. How yeah. cold is is cold is Ooh. is jelly a sweet yeah oh jelly things like that okay great nick thanks so much for hanging out with us man it's been a blast it's been a joy thanks for having me guys we're on the lord's team the winning side so raise your glass and cheers, cheers to jesus cheers okay so one of the things that i want to talk about before we get into the questions nick is that when people are first learning about exodus 90 or just exodus in general but especially going into the 90 um some of them think that we're, we're like the the Exodus has, has has put together this new program within hey, the hang, church. I just want to s- slow down, everyone. I just want to make okay. let everybody know. Want to want our listeners to be in on like the lingo, because mm-hmm. you know, like you work for Exodus now. As I like, we were all there at the summit, and I like now I'm kind of like you're in the, you know, like, you're in the club. like semi in this club. <laughs> you're, you're in you the know. club. Juan's in the club. What about me? Juan's, Juan's, Juan's I'm it. sitting in a chair. Juan's got a director's chair <laughs> yeah, from yeah, Exodus chair. This That's is like Exodus, an Exodus, Exodus 90. Exodus 90. Actually, they shipped it to him. They shipped oh, him a new one because it was man. cheaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you say the 90, that's this is like inner circle lingo. I'm sorry. Mm. Inside you know? baseball. Yeah. yeah I mean, maybe, the, you, maybe you should uh, like extrapolate that idea. Mm. Happy to. Okay. What is that? Oh, you want to talk about it right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, oh, people, when people's like the 90. Yeah, we're so. rolling right now. Yeah, well, like what is the 90? Yeah. yeah. The 90 is a reference to a 90-day spiritual exercise. So it, Which was previously like Exodus 90. There was right. like the thing you did. There was only one thing. There was, it only, was, there was only one thing. What is now called the 90. Yeah, well, I mean, I think insider baseball would say the 90 most guys who know it would say exodus 90 yeah. like the full thing yeah i'm just we're just trying to get our listeners in on like hey yeah, grammar yeah, logic rhetoric you got to get your like, grammar right that's right yeah yeah they can they can start using the you can start yeah, yeah, like, yeah oh, anybody yeah. can use it yeah yeah we're not privy to it. you on the yeah. 90 you know and, and if you have something better you know let me know you know as, the, as a marketing guy i'd be interested so i could steal that idea and claim it for my own yeah <laughs> Well, I gotta say, um, you guys should do a, like a co- collab with P90X. Yeah. Oh, now we're talking. I mean, workouts are part of the are that. Yeah, is that I still know. a thing? I, I, yeah, no dude, I, I guarantee you. We can still- resurrect it. I mean, it's gotta be. Remember, like you would buy the DVDs. Yeah, it's like, and they would mail. I bought him. You, you did. Him. Oh man, do you have them? I probably should have them. Yeah, he has them. Did you ever use them? Yes. The first one. The f- did you make it to the second DVD? 
That's the question. I, 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 oh, yeah, I did all of them, just not a lot. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. So, quick, quick story. When I, when I bought him, mm-hmm. I put the first DVD in, and I was like, just checking it out. I'm not committing. And, I, and as I'm, just, look. I'm just looking at it, and I'm getting thirsty. Mm. So I go grab a beer from the fridge. Naturally. <laughs> right. and, and this was in, in college, and, and my roommate walks in, in me, and he goes, you know, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> You can't just like sit down, right. drink beer, and watch a workout video. <laughs> I just love it. Like every single guy who bought P90X was convinced in 90 days, I'm going to have a six pack. I'm going to look like Billy like, Banks. Is that the guy? I don't, I don't know who, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know who, who the guy is. Yeah, I can't believe just, I just pulled you that just, out. You just nice. know it that in the back of their mind, they're like, I am going to mm-hmm. be, mm-hmm. <laughs> be so ridiculously good looking in 90 days for only 69.99 right it's a deal for for four payments for for, exactly i don't know who did that that guy had to make a just a killing okay i'm gonna i'm gonna pull us back yeah i'm running us back all right so the 90 so so okay Mm. okay so uh as we're going through the so people people think when they are introduced to exodus 90 some of them think that exodus has created this new program Mm -hmm. That is uh, unique to Exodus. That is something that has never been done before. Mm. Uh, maybe we should dispel that myth and, and say, like, no, 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 this isn't something that, like, uh, Jamie did not come up with the idea of prayer, of having a prayer life, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, this yeah. isn't something. What? Yeah, it's, is, it's wild. I thought he was going to be like a doctor of the church or something. Well, someday. I, I hope he, I mean, maybe. I, I hope he did. Maybe, Would you like? You know, little, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like right, the three pillars, right? If, if, for anybody who do, is unfamiliar with Exodus 90, it's based off three pillars. Mm-hmm. Prayer, asceticism, uh, which is just acts of self-denial, because that's an old word we don't really use that often, mm-hmm. which I'd love to re- redeem and bring back. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. There's great benefit to doing that. And the third pillar is fraternity. And, uh, you know, this is just essentially the Christian life. And if you would look back a couple hundred years... They, they didn't need these kind of things put together because they just live that way yeah. mm. in a lot of ways. Um, even today, you know, in, in a lot of places in the world, you know, people like to talk about the discipline of a cold shower. Like, oh, cold shower, I could never do that. I'm like, I, do you know that like 70% of the world doesn't have warm water? Yeah, and a hundred percent didn't like a hundred years ago. Exactly, I mean, exactly. The, the first hot shower has, was taken. I mean, well, it, like, it shows how quick we get acclimated to the luxuries of life, which yeah. is an importance of. And Exodus I like 90. hot showers. Yeah, I like it. Not a bad thing. I'm a big yeah. fan. But yeah. whenever I joined Exodus ninety, the first thing that people would tell me was like, "Oh man, so you got you got to like take cold showers all the time." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah." Hey, can I get the Monday? Can I get your Monday shower? And, I just want. Uh, I don't and, care which one. And I'm so, just picking Monday. So, and, and they would. Ask, they were like, "I can't. I can't believe you're going to do that." Mm. And like in my mind, I'm thinking like, "Well, okay. Let me. Let me. Let, let, let's pull back." And then let's say like, "Let's say you get to have the job that you would really love, and this is what you would want to do. This is what God. You feel like God is calling you to do, and you get to do it, and you get to provide for your family while doing it. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is just take a cold shower. Would you do it?" I mean, would you? I mean, like to me, that's not actually like. Yes, that's it's not fun, right? It's not fun to do. Like, it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. Hmm. But it's not. It's a small price to pay to do the thing in which you you feel like God is calling you to. Do. I mean, a lot of times marriage is not comfortable. 
Mm. Right? You have to do things that you don't want to do. Sure. Fatherhood is not comfortable. Yeah. Mm. You have to do things in which you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Think about anything that you have That's that worth doing. had satisfaction in your life. But Whether it was like learning to play an instrument or developing a friendship, you know, like getting good at a sport. Yeah, exactly. Right. It, it was riddled with tons and tons of discomfort. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's almost like it. you need it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I. But I think that ch- the problem is, is too many guys focus on the on the disciplines is like the thing, mm-hmm. and that's what the holdup is a lot of times. Is like. Oh, I could never do that, or man, I don't want to do that. Like, oh, Marsh Madness is during this time, or whatever. But it's like, like, what's the point of all this? Like, what is the point of Exodus yeah. ninety in the first place? Well, I, I, I sure hope it's about. I want to be. I want to grow in my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Number one, right. And then number two, I just want to be a better man, and I've been struggling in some areas. Yeah. Um, and and if. If we can, if if guys can really kind of stop and step back and say, "How is my life right now?" and and where are areas where I'd like it to be better? Mm-hmm. And then and then take a look at this and say, "All right, let me let me think if this might be helpful. Would mm-hmm. you invest ninety days, ninety days in this in this way to see if you might come out a little bit better on the other side?" I think the answer is generally yes. Yeah, I, I think so. I hope so. And a lot of the times when you when you do those things, when you when you deny yourself uh, certain certain goods, which are good, I mean they're mm-hmm. good. You know, it's, you're denying them. But what it does is it kind of clears your vision, and you actually realize some of the other things in which you cling on to that you don't even realize that you cling on to. Mm-hmm. Like some one of the things that like happened to me uh, when I did Exodus for the first one of the first times is I thought that food was not going to be a problem for me. Like I'm not necessarily a foodie. I love barbecue, but outside of barbecue, like I'm like most of the time I eat for utilitarian purposes. Like mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that I'm you know uh, being able to function and keep you know like like I like a nice you just meal. Don't, don't want to die. Yeah, but I don't want to <laughs> die like from malnutrition. You know, like and um, so I'm just like I'm just trying to to get through the day and keep keep mm-hmm. going. And if I could give up food and only eat chocolate chip cookies, I would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but like through excess, I realized because there's no snacking in between meals and things like that. I didn't realize how often I would go snack mm-hmm. at those times because I, I handful I of peanuts here, yeah, yeah. handful full of peanuts there. I mean, it, and it wasn't a lot because you're exactly a trail right. mix guy, right? Yeah, I'll eat trail mm. mix. Yeah. It's, it's protein, who, but who isn't? It's a, it's good protein. It's quick. It's, a couple M and M's here and there. You know, good it's, ama- it's, it's amazing. Right. Like if you're really hungry and you just eat a handful of peanuts or like. A couple handfuls of trail mix. Yeah. How how long that lasts? How long that yeah. actually lasts? I, yeah. Um, so, but I didn't realize how how the habit that I had gotten into doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, again, we're not Stoics, right? We're not doing this just for the sake of, of denying ourselves, but we're doing it so that way, like you had mentioned, to grow closer to Christ, to be able to provide ourselves in times that we normally take for, for, for luxuries in this, in this world, but to say, no, I'm going to deny that, that, that time period to give to our Lord. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it really opened my eyes in some of the things that I, I would not say. I, like, if you asked me before Exodus, like, no, I don't struggle with this. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't struggle. Yeah, you look at the list of disciplines, you're like, yeah, I don't expect that to be a problem. Right. right. And yeah. then all of a sudden, like, like this one's going to be hard, but that one, yeah, I got no this. problem. And then, like, no day problem. 50, yeah. you realize... Wow, this one's actually kind of hard. Yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah, 
that this was going to be tough. It took 50 days to feel it. Well, right? on some of them. I mean, some of them were, were like day one, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, but there's I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I had a hunch. This yeah. is day 0.5. Yeah. <laughs> but there are some of them that you just don't realize mm. and, and until, and this is the beauty of, of, of 90 days, right? Mm-hmm. It's not something because uh, it, 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 it's long enough to where it really kind of uncovers mm-hmm. uh, some of those things that you may be clinging onto that you're even like just you just know through your subconsciousness. I mean, or like something that you're just not even aware of um, at all times. You know, the way I think about it is if you eat a lot of sugar, especially candy, you know, not like natural sugar like in fruit, but if you eat like candy, it actually can interrupt the way you think, right? You're not like your, your test scores on a math quiz are going to go down. Um, It's simply because you've got all this sugar on your brain and it's like interfere. It interferes the way you think. And I think it's a good analogy for our spiritual lives, okay, that we live, we, we live in a truly decadent culture. Mm-hmm. Like, our, our culture is decaying. It, it is decadent. Mm-hmm. And the reason for its decay is because we are just, like, floundering in ease, comfort, wealth. There's no reason for us to work or to try because everything is so easy, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so it has, I think, a similar effect on our souls or on our, on our like, spiritual capacity of some, in some way. Um, and so without asceticism, like, you know, if you stop eating candy, you stop eating junk food, you will feel better. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't want to admit that, okay? I as, wish, as it, I wish candy. it were not that way, okay? But it just is. It is that way. Um, you'll feel better. You'll you'll have better clarity of thought. You'll, your focus, you know, goes. I mean, there's a, it's mm-hmm. it's all kinds of things that that happen that are mm-hmm. good for you when you like have a balanced, healthy diet, right? Mm-hmm. And we need to have that same kind of mentality, I think, when it comes to our spiritual life, because we're eating like mm-hmm. like candy all the time in just things like no, we're not having to try. There's nothing difficult or arduous or rigorous, you know. And so we need to make sure that we have. Um, something to offer, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's not, like you said, Adam, we're not just doing it to be Stoics. We're not just doing it to, like, punish ourselves, okay? Um, but we're doing it that we might, you know, fill this role we have as priests of our family, mm-hmm. that we have have an offering mm-hmm. to give. And I think that's really the, the secret sauce mm, to yeah. the asceticism. I love that, yeah. And the fact of, like, Am I willing to give these things up so that I can be more available, so I can offer myself as yeah. a gift yeah. to others out of love, right? So, so it moves from these things just being really hard and me kind of like, you know, gritting my teeth to get in the shower or, you know, powering through the day without that, that snack that I usually have or whatever to, to moving a disposition in the heart and in my mind to be like willingly to take that on. Mm-hmm. Just as our Lord did, right? Like, how do we imitate Him? You know, in mm. in these offerings of, you know, I I I'm going to take that cold shower and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it for this person because mm. they're really struggling with this. Uh, I got to tell you a story. I met I met this guy. He's an Exodus man, two two years now, and he I, I got to yeah just get to know him over time through different phone calls. And he was like, yeah, Nick, I I kept the cold showers throughout the year because I realized the beauty and the power of offering myself, you know, in that and to pray for other people. So I wrote this prayer. So he wrote out this personal prayer 
And then he prays. A, a cold shower prayer? He's got a cold shower prayer. And then he, every day of the week, he has a specific person that he prays for. To, See, to that's what I'm saying, Adam. I just want to be on the schedule, yeah, all right? Yeah, <laughs> put me so, on the schedule. Put me on the schedule. Yeah. I just want to be we'll on. See. You just print picture of yourself some paint. No, 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 no. I want you to scream my too name. Far, no, no, too far, Juan. No, no, no. But Juan it's, would do it's it. a, well, you know it's Juan a would do it. He yeah. would if it was the other way around. Juan would be willing to commit to yelling to yelling my name every Monday <laughs> in the shower. He's a better friend than I am. Oh. <laughs> I'll give you a day, bro. Thanks, bro. I love it. Yeah. So, any, anyways, that, are, are there any for, for you that surprised you when you went through it the first time that you didn't think were going to be um, hard? Well, so the first time I did it uh, was just you know it was transformational for me. The biggest thing. Um, and I was kind of worried about it, was the 20 minutes of prayer. Mm. You know, like, mm. what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, am I just going to, like, sit here for 20 minutes? Like, am I, so I just, like, can be bored for 20, you know? Because, like, mm. you know, when you're sitting there just, you know... In silence. Waiting. That's what you're talking about, right? Just 20 w- minutes yeah, of Yeah, 20 silence. minutes of, of contemplative silent prayer. Yeah. And you're just waiting for the 20 minutes, you know? Mm. Uh, yeah. And... Checking the watch. Right, it's oh, like, yeah. it's like, how long has it been? Four minutes! <laughs> Pretty said like six our fathers, you know. It's like, well, that's not what I was doing, but uh, <laughs> that was a it was a challenge. Um, but only for a brief period, and then all of a sudden, it like, you just you know what happened? Like Jesus was there. Mm. It was amazing, right? And, I, and like, I think this is the real thing that I like hope to get across to some people. You know, when I talk to them, is that like, if you spend time in prayer. Like, Jesus will talk to you. I mean, like, it's he's actually there. Mm-hmm. This is not like something that we're making up or, you know, we're over-exaggerating. Like, Christ wants to come to you. And it, all you have to do is commit to, like, being there for him, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you don't even have to do anything. Just sit there and be quiet. Like, that's easy, right? Like, <laughs> Actually, it's hard. It is hard, but yeah. it's not like it's not like oh, I can't memorize the prayers or I can't what I you know like I'm not fluent in Latin. You know, it's like no, 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 none of that. Okay, just sit there, just show up, and just show up, yeah. right? And like he will do all the work. Yeah, um, it was hard, f- briefly, um, and at the end of that first Exodus, I think it, it was it's just something I wasn't used to doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like when you talked about our elevator, like your elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like Exodus is absolutely part of my my elevator pitch. Mm. Um, and I remember hearing people talk about, "Hey, what's your elevator pitch?" Like, and thinking before I did Exodus, like, I don't know, like I guess like maybe some apologetics about like here's why you should be Catholic, mm-hmm. you know. And I, it's like now I look think back on that, it's like, yeah, that's that apolo- that elevator pitch sucked. Mm-hmm. Like nobody is gonna. Nobody's going to work with that, but that was the that was the thing for me that surprised me the most. Not because it was hard, because it was just like amazing. Mm-hmm. But I want to get practical. Mm. I want to get Exodus Exodus like nitty gritty. Mm. Okay, I'm nervous. Because <laughs> um, cold showers big hurdle for a lot of people. Mm. Let's say you're leading a fraternity. You got somebody who's like can't do cold. no. I can I just can't do the cold showers. Do you say fine? I get I as leader dispense you of cold showers, please join our group? 
What do you do? Because it's a catch-22, right? Mm -hmm. I think you say yes. Like, if absolutely... Why don't you let him answer? I just want... I want to give my, like, thinking (laughs) so that... He can tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm the arbiter of truth on this. Yes, oh, absolutely. I mean, Adam's like, he's like baby Exodus employee over here, okay? Like, That's true. You're, you're like chief of growth or something. Head of growth. Head of growth. Uh, what do you do? What do you do with that, with that guy? And the question is... He says, he, he, he says, says I, I, can't, I, can't I can't do the cold showers. I would, I'm interested in doing this, I would do but it, I would not do the cold showers. I can't showers. do cold showers. Well, what I first say is, why not? Mm-hmm. Like, why why can't you do the cold showers? That'd be my first question. I just can't do it. There's no way I could do that. Yeah. Well, what does a cold shower mean to you? Yeah, okay. I mean, what does it mean to me? Yeah. What to me, it means when you don't use hot water. Okay, great. Well, I, I think, so I, I'm a, I would ask those questions because I, I want a guy to, to move beyond just the statement. Mm-hmm. Right? They just get stuck on the statement. And then the other thing I think about is, <clears throat> like, what's my fraternity makeup? Are they a bunch of brand new guys, all new? And this one guy is unwilling to, like, do the thing that everybody else is going to do? Or do I have a fraternity of, uh, I, I mean, I've been Seasoned through, guys. Seasoned guys. Who, who would it. be more understanding? Yeah. And, like, yeah, and it's like, if that's the hindrance for this guy to take one step forward, like his, his entry in, guys, what do you think about this? You know? Um, okay, okay. Let's let's get him to come and do it. And we're all going to take the cold showers. All of us are going to do it. But okay, maybe he's not going to do it. But can we get him in into the like to get him started mm-hmm. and to get into the fraternity? And somebody just told me this two weeks ago. Actually, they uh, they had a guy come in. Maybe it was you, Adam. I can't remember. It was. Oh, it was Adam. <laughs> it's a, this is Adam's story, right? They they didn't ha- make that a stumbling block for the guy. Invited him in, and three weeks later. He started taking the cold showers because he was inspired by the men who were who were in there doing it. Huh. And so I, I think there is something to like, yeah, of course, like, you know, we all want to be in solidarity. We want to be in solidarity around this and journeying this together. But but we also have to use a little bit of prudence and we have to be the we have to put ourselves in that shoe where that guy's coming from. If like mm-hmm. and what's the is the point the cold shower anyways, the ninety? No. No. The point is growth in the spiritual life and prayer and brotherhood within Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like, I mean, I I think you could have different answers from different people. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of prudence within that. But Mm -hmm. then I also think there's just like, let's not make this dumb. Like, Hey, could you make it uncomfortable? Could you make your shower uncomfortable? Like, could you make it lukewarm? You know, I mean, you could also just do that as a starting point for a guy. I'm really, I really appreciate your answer. I think, I think that is the answer. There, There isn't one answer, but like, yeah, if you can invite him in, Maybe maybe he'll start taking cold showers. I mean, you, you or, don't or know. Or maybe but. you just say like, okay, like, that's what I liked about his answer was like, well, can you just not make it comfortable? Yes. Like, what what about instead of like a hot shower, can you make it lukewarm for like a two minute? Yeah, short, shower? short, uncomfortable. Like, you yeah. know, just don't make it about comfort. Yeah. Right? yeah. Because I also don't like the attitude of, oh, f- fine. You know, oh, totally. You, all right. You don't have to do it. The cold shower is like, we just want to welcome you in, you know, like yeah. where it's just too... Accommodative, yeah. right? And it yeah. just—that's not the right. We're calling—we're calling men to greatness, right? We're not calling them to comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like, yeah, like I don't care if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. You think that's what this is about? You know, like, yeah, life's tough. Like, you're a man, okay? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, and and it's 
I think sometimes guys just, they say, I could never do that. And it's like, no, you can do that. Like, you could do that. Mm -hmm. Would you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a choice. Though I will say about the cold showers, though, like, with our first first exodus, I remember, like, yeah, coming in, like, all excited. You know, it's like, 90 cold showers to freedom. <laughs> and then for the first time in my life, I realized I don't have to shower every day. <laughs> is that is that what your wife said? And then I was like... <laughs> you know what, 45 cold showers to freedom. And then like a weekend and I was like, 12 cold showers to freedom. <laughs> Pamela's just begging you to take right. a shower at that point. Yeah. So Nick, you talk to guys from all across the, the world, yeah. not, not just even the US, but the world every day talking about XS90. Mm -hmm. I'm curious on things that you hear from them. Like, so what are some of the, the feedback you get like, or, or questions that you receive mm. uh, about XS90 as, as people may be doing it for the very first time? Mm. Yeah, the, the most common questions that I think that I get, so uh, just for perspective, for anybody who's like, what is he talking about? Like uh, two weeks ago, I talked to a guy in Dubai, in UAE. Mm. He leads an Exodus fraternity there. Awesome. Um, talked to a couple guys in Hungary, uh, guys in Ireland, um, so yeah, multiple places in Europe. I, I have a monthly call with a couple guy German speaking guys. Um, they also speak English because I, I don't say, speak German. Do you speak German? <laughs> uh, nine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the most common things that that people ask about that would be certainly would be about the disciplines and any sort of like, hey, should we make exceptions about this? Because I think I think that comes from a, this desire for men of like, just tell me what to do, right? Just yeah. Well, like, we like rules. We like rules. Men, we like, men order, like rules. You know, yeah. within that, like in, in, in general. Yeah. And they just want a roadmap, you know, of that. Um, <clears throat> but sometimes there's, you know, confusion or gray or whatever around that. So I get asked that a lot. I'm not the expert on that. So I always ask Steven or Jared on our team or Jared, you know, because it's not about what I think, you know, around these things. So I get asked that a lot. The other things I get asked a lot is like, hey, how do I invite a guy? I can't, like, so many guys are like, I don't know anybody to invite. I know this says I'm supposed to have a fraternity. How do I invite somebody to do it? And where do I find guys? Can you help me connect guys? That always guys? Says, like, just breaks my heart to hear. Like, mm -hmm. you don't have a single guy to invite, you know? And that's, I don't think it's an isolated story. Yeah, no, it's not an isolated story. Um, so a lot of times it's, it's starting with that, you know? That, that's probably the number one thing outside of the, just the disciplines questions. Um, and then I think the other question I get a lot when I talk to guys is, gosh, I want to reach more men. This has been life-changing for me. How do I reach more men where I'm at in my parish and in my community? Um, and those are, I, I mean, I, I, I love all those conversations because I just, I mean, it's a joy to do. It's, a, it's an honor to do what I get to do. And right. that these men, you know, ca call and talk to me like I know something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and trust, you know, trust me in, in what I can share and offer them um, and just giving them some guidance and just listening to them and then. You know, honestly, I just learned so much from them and what they're doing and what the Lord's doing in their life, just like you guys, um, that I I learned so much from that, that then I go and share that. So like Adam's story, I, for, I sort of forgot it was your story until I was telling it. <laughs> but that happens a lot, you know? Yeah. There, these, you know, I have my own stories. Yeah. But I learned so much from all these other guys that just become these great examples um, for yeah. other men as well. So the guys who are who 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 tell you like, hey, I want to do more. I want to be able to lead. I don't know how. Like, I don't know who to invite. I don't know yeah. how to invite. Yeah. 
what have we provided for those guys like mm. to be able to assist them in that in that journey yeah well uh, a year ago we created this little video of five steps on how to invite a guy i think you can find it on our youtube page but more importantly um and more recently we we created a platform a new platform called mount sinai and you can find it at just go to mount sinai that's uh, if you don't know how to spell sinai which i had struggled with it's s-i-n-a-i exodus90.com and we created nine 90 second videos Mm. teaching guys some of these basics some of these practicals about leading a fraternity and one of them is actually how to invite how to invite men i want to say i appreciate your uh, q a i don't know if you're still on the website but Mm. um the FAQ anyway. Oh uh, yeah, not the Q and A FAQ. Yeah, FAQs. Yeah, because we. Uh, I think these conversations are inevitable. They will occur in everything. It's like you run into the question: Is juice a sweet? Mm. Um, and like I think you could. <laughs> I, I I know for a fact heated debates can often take place, <laughs> and because like we're all we're all, you know when you're in your fraternity we're all committed to like hey like I want we're all going to doing this together, mm-hmm. and so like if if I'm not drinking juice. Like, we're all not drinking juice, right? <laughs> and it's like, and Frank's over there drinking juice. <laughs> like, and so the FAQ, it has some answers to that. I don't know. Is it still, I don't know if it's still on the website. Gosh, but, it probably is. But it was this, this is like a few years ago. Okay. Juice, definitely, is, definitely, I don't care what you think, Exodus has decided mm. juice is a sweet. Mm. It's a sweet drink. Mm. It's a sweet drink, right? There are some other things, though. In Nick's opinion, mm. is, not Exodus, but on this Nick. is just <laughs> yeah. this is just the church is one man repre- not representing. This is Exodus just right one now. man who happens to be an expert on the subject matter. <laughs> is jelly? Ooh. Is is can you have jelly in during the ninety? Not on Sunday. Why are you eating jelly? Because it's toast. You're having you're having jelly toast for it's just breakfast. You're having breakfast. Do you put butter before you put jelly on? Peanut butter jelly sandwiches on Fridays. Uh, okay, peanut uh, butter jelly. I, I would I would have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay, I, I also think so. I'm with you on yeah. that. Now, what about jelly toast? Um, no. I would not have jelly on a toast. Yeah, I See? would I would put uh, I might put butter on the toast, but that's it. Okay, now I'm with all, you. All of this not jelly though. I'm with, I'm with you. All of this is to me is intent. Yeah. What is my intent? Am I am I craving a sweet, and so I'm going to justify a way to have jelly? Mm-hmm. And I think you could do that even for the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like, you could. I mean, I don't think. See, the thing is, I'm not, but I don't think anybody is like to me a peanut butter and jelly. It's not a sweet. It's it's a sandwich. It's a sandwich. It's like to me, yeah. it's it's just not a sweet. Yeah. Right. It is sweet, but it's not a sweet. Right. It's like. Oh, can I not have a salad like with like a, you know, there's like some dressing, like, like a raspberry poppy there, seed. Right, exactly. Dressing. There are dressings that are delicious. I can't have, I can't have a salad yeah. with dressing. And that's think, not what it's about. I, yeah. And I think I, I, I like, but your these first, questions are inevitable. Yeah. That's but the thing. I, I think I like your, your, your answer, right? It's like, what is your intent? Right. Like, listen, are you trying to, trying to get around the rules? Like, are we trying to make up excuses? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Remember what your why is. Mm-hmm. Like this is the purpose of like, and this is what right. I think is beautiful about XS90 is like at the very beginning is you write down why you are doing it. Mm-hmm. What is your why? Mm-hmm. And so like the end, like you can justify something whether it be good or bad according to its end. 
right? And so if the end goal is to come closer to Christ, to grow in a relationship with our Lord, and you set aside 90 days to do so and, and follow this program, when you have a question and you're struggling to answer it, and I, I don't know which way it, way it is, go back to your why. Mm-hmm. Read your why. Mm-hmm. And then think about it. And then whatever you decide, you know, what, what that answer is, don't be scrupulous about it. Move forward. And then pray. And, and, and like, the main thing is, in Exodus 90, you, you, can, you, you can throw a lot of things, like, and kind of waver back and forth. The one thing you cannot do is it, it, it is change your your prayer the prayer the prayer aspect you can't you can't change yeah. that yeah you can waver on a couple of things like if you're trying to bring in a guy or something like that like well, listen we're all trying to do this together yeah. and there's an mm-hmm. importance of, of building a bond and a friendship with other people and doing things that are hard and difficult and that unites and forges a friendship and that's important to do and that's another reason why Exodus 90 is very important but um the reason why the, the thing you cannot waver in is the prayer life because this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to grow in relationship with Christ. It's the essential thing. It's the essential. Yeah. 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 If, and if I can, can encourage any, the one other thing, prayer is the essential thing. The other thing that supports that uh, in a really full way is the fraternity, the weekly meeting. Mm. Yeah. When, when you, when you lose that, when you stop showing up, when you stop checking in with your anchor, it's just easy to fall off. Mm-hmm. It's just easy. Yeah. I, I've done it too many times in my life. Right, I don't have good brothers. I don't have somebody asking me how it's going. Uh, you know, it's it's not somebody saying, "Hey, did you pray your twenty minutes today?" It's just, "Hey, how was your week? How's your prayer life?" You know, asking specific questions. I do yeah. think you get to the point where, like, it doesn't have to be every day. Especially not if it's not outside of the ninety. You don't have to check in every day. No. Okay. Definitely not. But just like you say, hey man, how you doing? You know, like that's great. I have a last question for you. Oh. I'm asking this question for a friend. I mean that I actually am. Does rocking a baby for no matter how long ever count as exercise mm. during Exodus 90? Oh, Can you and, and, and let me say like it does it matter how long you rock a baby? Mm. Would that ever in your life count for exercise during the 90? Yeah, Adam. I can't believe you're the friend that asked this question. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I can look into the camera right now and say, "I did not ask this question," <laughs> and I feel very good about it. Uh, I'm literally asking this question. You're literally sure. asking this yeah. question. I don't have a good. I think I would go back to the why. I want you to say no. I just want you to say no, Dave. That's a terrible question, and it doesn't matter how long you rock a baby. It never counts as your exercise. Well, what if you're doing, you know, what if you're doing squats while rocking a baby? All right. Yeah. You know? Okay. Well, but and see, what if you're doing not, wall sits? It's not the baby rocking. Yes, yeah, true. It's not the baby rocking. Yeah. Well, and when I think about rocking a baby, I'm sitting in a chair. But I don't know if that's what you mean when you say rocking uh, a baby. I'm pretty sure it was sitting in a chair. <laughs> okay. Maybe he was standing. I don't know. It sounds like... <laughs> Hypothetically, maybe hypothetically, maybe you standing. Okay, can you stand? Is standing count as exercise? I, I don't think being sedentary is <laughs> <laughs> count as exercise. Maybe if there's P90X on with a beer in hand, while rocking. Well, if you have the DVDs on, if you're watching the DVDs and rocking a baby, 
while drinking a beer. No, I think, you know, that's a lot of things happening at the same time. It's almost like, you know, yeah. exercising. Balance. This is a follow-up to the same question. Still the same question. <laughs> Does, if an activity gets your heart rate up, mm. and that's your only criteria, mm. Does that count as exercise mm. under Exodus 90? Are you asking, you're asking as Exodus 90 versus a doctor, man. No, I'm just saying the, the program, Exodus 90, that requires you to exercise. exercise. Mm-hmm. Intense, three intense exercises. Intense workouts. exercise. Yeah. Yep. Does, Does it define that, intense exercise? Okay. Well, I'm not sure why Juan's commenting <laughs> on this. <right? laughs> Go ahead, define. Is it sweat? Is it pulling a muscle? Boy, is it getting hot is it, here, guys? Is it, it actually is hot. <laughs> actually, I, I've been hot. It's like, this whole time, it's like, I wish I had Why this, do you have this sweatshirt The sweatshirt on? was not on me. This this is is a, count, does this count as exercise? Right. I'm sweating. Because I am sweating. Does this count as exercise? Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't Nick, know. Nick, I'd like to empower you to say no to all of these questions. <laughs> I mean... If you feel in your it heart... It sounds skeptical to me. If you feel in your heart that the answer is no, for the sake of a brother... Ooh, for the sake of the brother. That needs correction? Yeah. Or who just needs, I, I wouldn't say correction, correction oh. but... Guidance? Um, maybe uh, correction, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's good to commit to working out and doing something with purpose. Hmm. Intent. Okay. So now... Well, we're just going <laughs> to... No, but no, it's defining instant, in, in, intense exercise. Yeah, but what's intense for me is not going to be the same intense for you. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is rocking a baby count? Uh, for six hours. It would it would not count for me, but but I don't see there's a quality. Have you rocked a baby for six hours before? No, because Dave Absolutely said not. for any for any amount I said of time. For any length of time. See, uh, here's the here's the thing to me, Juan, is that you started rocking the baby. It wasn't it's like when you the exercise is something that you're doing on purpose. Like now I'm exercising. I'm it's I'm setting this time apart to exercise. When you start rocking a baby. It's just because you're a dad. Can I ask a question about exercise, though? Like, yeah. let's think about people who work uh, like hard labor jobs. Yeah, do they need to exercise? Yeah, I think that is a very. I think it's a valid question. Oh, hold on. Can I answer? I would like to answer this. Yeah. Uh, yes. Why? Tell me why. Because it's not about your like. It's not always about your physical. It's also about your mental. It is. It's, it is a mental discipline. The exercise is not a physical discipline. Ooh. I believe it's actually a mental discipline. It's, okay. And it helps actually your spiritual. Like you talked about. Earlier in the episode, mm-hmm. you talked about the importance of dedicating a consistent prayer life mm-hmm. to set aside, set aside that time and say, this is the time in which I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same thing, it, like you want to help, you want to build that muscle to have uh, the strength and, and the virtue of a prayer life. Um, how you do that is strengthening that muscle in other aspects as well, mm-hmm. namely uh, in, in like working out and denying other things. This is the purpose of asceticism, right? Is that you're strengthening this muscle so that you can say yes to the arduous things. Right. And so the man who is in manual labor doing Exodus absolutely needs the workout, not necessarily because he needs a physical workout, but he mentally needs to say, I know that I've already been doing stuff like this, but I'm going to do this anyway because Mm -hmm. this is what I've set my mind, this is what I've said yes to. And this is the part of the program. And being able to say yes to this small thing, this is the way it is. This is yep. it. This is it. This is it. Mm-hmm. Will will prepare you and build you for that time <clears throat> when you're very tired in the morning and you've been staying up all night with a screaming baby and you're trying your best to still have a prayer life, but your eyes cannot open up because you are so tired and they're stinging so bad. Mm. And you still say, yes, Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think working out is a 
discipline of the will, actually, mm-hmm. not of the body. It, you do discipline the body, but I think it's more about disciplining your will mm-hmm. to work out mm-hmm. than it is disciplining your body. Great answer. I, I almost thought, man, did I just softball that to Adam? <laughs> We actually talked about that before the show, so I really appreciate you. I thought we were going to not, not be able to get to that. <laughs> no, yeah, but it's, it's so good. You know, the, the thing I often think about is the integration, right? Like, so, so often people want to, we want to separate mind, body, spirit, will, and... Can't do it. You can't do it. And, Wouldn't and, be prudent. And when you get them in line, right, and you, you work on all of them, boy, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, right? You can become fully alive. Nick, how do people uh, find out more about Exodus? Yeah, you can go to startmyexodus.com. It's a great place to go. Startmyexodus.com. And you should do that because Nick actually gets one nickel for every new person. (laughs) As head of growth, he actually gets a nickel for every new person. Uh, Real quick, also, uh, remind people about, or or tell people about the new feature in the app. Oh, gosh, it's so good. Yeah, there's a new... Uh, feature called community in the app. So yes. yeah, in the app, there's four tabs. It's a it's a beautiful, it's a simple yet beautiful uh, app. And I, I hear that from guys a lot, but homepage where your readings and reflections are for every day. Uh, there's the disciplines uh, tab, which kind of you know, allows you to kind of see and remind yourself like, gosh, yeah, to help you get in the rhythm every day and the different spiritual exercises throughout the year. There's fraternity, which is like group chat for your guys. Mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. share what's going on, how you guys are doing. And then the fourth one is community. And and this one is sort of like, you know, one of the problems that a lot of guys have is, we talked about earlier, they, they don't know anybody to ask. They're not sure who to ask. And they're like, I don't know anybody else doing it, but I know I need to have other guys to do this with me. So community is going to, it's going to base geographically somewhere. So if, if you're a guy and you're, you have a fraternity and you live somewhere, you can create your own community. And that will help guys to find you. Brilliant. That's, that's that's one of the big reasons that we that exists is to help to bridge that gap. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. And the guy who 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 headed that up, Doyle, uh, I want to have on the show sometime to talk about AI. Oh, he'd kill that, dude. I want to talk to him about AI. Yeah. Dude, he, and I have, I, I have love, questions. I would love to have him out here to talk about AI. But about this community thing, yeah, I think it's a great idea, and I, I want to encourage people to do that. Don't be don't be shy or hesitant mm-hmm. because. Um, the people that you're going to find here, I think you're going to be amazed how much you have in common with them. Mm -hmm. Okay, friendship is based on things you have. If you don't have anything in common with somebody, you won't Mm -hmm. be friends. Like, you can be very charitable towards each other and like, you know, be great, no problem. But you're Mm -hmm. never going to be friends, right? Because you don't have anything in common. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. The people on this app, you have already the most important thing in common. Mm -hmm. So, like, I I think that you will find a friendship come friendship should i believe will come naturally mm-hmm. and easily yeah amen. So. So check it out that'd be great and i would say i just have to plug if you if you haven't been on our youtube channel mm-hmm. uh in a, in a long while go go to youtube find exodus 90 look at our channel there are some incredible incredible stories we it's called stories of freedom of men's testimonies they're two to five minutes long there's just some beautiful stories of these of, the, of these men and they're just great to share Mm-hmm. With other guys, um, one of the things I've been inspired with, with some, in some of them too, is like one of the guys, Jelani, who who's just came out the other day. He talked about, yeah, all you need is just a little bit of courage to say yes to do Exodus, and you'll be glad you did. Just a little bit of courage, 
And uh, so anyways, I would say go, go check out uh, that as well. Nick, I'm grateful Thanks for you. Thanks for being it's, here. It's, it's so great to have you here and, and, and to be able to work with you every day. I appreciate it so much. It's a joy. Thanks, guys, for having me. All right. Cheers.